kula na basonis. Sia pe la dabom kula kabi kodo. Inkosija na mtaji. Anya pe la salom kusa. Eh. Eh. Ah, bengo inkosima. Oza kona. Abulela. Usmuli se nesizwe som keskaktebe kula. Ang lape kapang sante. Oh, se kapa da visit. Hey. Oh. Who if there's any apologies. Yeah, apology. Minister, Minister was attending a meeting with the traditional leaders in the Northwest. Yeah, that's all, Chair. I've seen the apology from UDM, DM Chair, as well. Oh. Thank you, Chair. Mamu Keke. Morning, Chair. Ninja, I'm Tlange. Siya pila tatako ando ninja niya. Siya pila na teka wiko. What's that? Any apology? Aziko zikele kwa mamuya. Ah, maspude. Honorable members. Let us uh, send our greetings to everyone who's been able to join us on the platform. Uh, good morning, Kwe Sanbonani, Molweni, Dumelang, Nda. Let us, honorable members, as we begin our meeting. Recording today, in progress. Acknowledge uh, with deep sadness and sorrow of uh, the learning of the sudden passing of Inkosi Ngangom Matanzi. Our thoughts, says the Portfolio Committee on Agriculture, Land Reform, and Rural Development, are with his family. And the Abatembo nation in this time of bereavement. You would recall Nkosingangom Shaba was a repository of traditional knowledge, family genealogy, and history of Abatembo. During the last oversight visit of the Portfolio Committee on Agricultural and Reform and Rural Development to the area of Kwaju, uh, his encyclopedic knowledge of the area of Western Timberland provided valuable insight into the history and the struggles of the area. Kosingangomhlaba will be solemnly missed by his family, friends, and all who knew him. We are poorer for his loss and the traditional knowledge which he imparted 
is a very is a valued contribution to our oral history. We say to him, may his soul rest in peace. Honorable members, let us take this uh, moment in his honor to have a moment of silence together with all those who have lost their loved ones during this COVID pandemic. Thank you, honorable members. Uh, today's proceeding, as uh, the portfolio committee is considering a report from the Department of Agriculture, Land Reform and Rural Development on the Auditor General of South Africa's first and second special report on financial management of governments COVID-19 initiatives, which were referred to the committee by the National Assembly. We are particularly concerned, honorable members, with the responses to the findings and recommendations of the Auditor General. In keeping with the National Assembly's role of ensuring accountability of the executive, we are even more concerned with how the department has implemented the recommendations of the Auditor General of South Africa. We are honorable members of the opinion that this briefing should help us produce a credible report to the National Assembly when required to. Having reviewed the PowerPoint slides initially submitted to the committee, on a Friday evening by the Department of Agriculture, Rural Development and Land Reform and Rural Development. I was not satisfied, honorable members, with the report because it failed to respond to the issues that the committee uh, had requested from the department to consider. Of great concern to us, was that it was a cut and paste of the Auditor General's first special report without addressing the implementation progress, especially as it related to the second special report. Honorable members, I have uh, noted that there is a revised presentation, which I am hopeful that it will demonstrate the extent to which all the recommendations of the Auditor General in both reports have been implemented. Honorable members, we know that the Auditor General of South Africa is a Chapter 9 institution whose recommendations cannot just be ignored one would be giving special attention to very specific recommendations to the department and a detailed implementation report, reports which are not general statements. For example, status quo on accounting 
office's commitment to institute investigations on specific matters. Two specifics such as the 113 applicants who were approved for farmers relief but are employed by an organ of state. Three, approved applications from uh, the applicants also receiving support from other government programs, which is about 1,832 applicants and the department's programs, which is about 148 applicants from both CASP and program three of the department. Honorable members, I expect the report to consider corrective or remedial action as recommended by the Auditor General and specifically present a precise and clear-cut implementation report. In the same spirit, honorable members of accountability, we want to express our displeasure with regards um, to failure of the department to honor commitments to the committee. We appeal to the Honorable Minister, the Executive, and the Department to begin to take the committee seriously. During a concluding session of the oversight visit to Guadu, the Director General and Dr. Ramasodi made a commitment to submit a report, including realistic plan about interventions to be made at Guadu within seven days. Similar, COCTA made an undertaking to submit a report regarding their area of focus. We expect honorable members, the reports, or we expected the reports by the 15th of February, 2022. To date, the secretariat of the committee has not been able to receive any reports, and it means that this committee will be delayed to table its report to the National Assembly. We would therefore, honorable members, like the Director General to appraise us of the reasons of the delays. We know that there are other reports that this committee was promised, and it is yet to receive them. And this we will deal with at an appropriate time. Let us, therefore, at this juncture, honorable members, invite the officials of the department as led by the Honorable Teaching Tate Romasodi uh, to take us through the presentation. Thank you. Chairperson, members of the Portfolio Committee, my colleagues, um, I greet you. 
Um, Mr. Ramasodi is in the platform, but he just indicated to me struggling to connect properly in order to be able to communicate properly into the platform. I'm not sure whether he's able to do that now. If he is, then he, I just thought I should alert the chair of the challenge of his challenges regarding connection. No, that's fine. You may proceed, Dr. Uh, if the DG is uh, experiencing challenges. Please proceed. Thank you so much. Um, I, I, want to, I want to respond uh, with regard to issues that we have raised uh, uh, regarding what the, the DG is supposed to respond. I believe you will be able to do that once you get connected. I will only focus on the issue of the report that is supposed to be served before the committee. Indeed, we have submitted a revised report. Um, there was an omission on our side um, because we actually focused only on the first report of the AGSA uh, without considering the second report. And we only discovered that over the weekend and we immediately started to work on it. Um, and hence it was submitted late, although we also received the letter uh, requesting the report to be revised. So we are going to present the revised report, uh, which covers both um, the first and the second um, uh, findings uh, from the AG, SA. Uh, some of them realize that they are similar. So we tried not to duplicate things that are almost the same, but made sure that actually the first one, the second report is properly covered and pick all other things that were not covered in the second report from the first report and include them in this revised report. I'll therefore request um, Mr. Shilote to make that presentation on behalf of the department. Mr. Schlott. Uh, good morning, Chairperson. Uh, Honorable Chairperson and members of this August committee, DG and colleagues, good morning. Um, I just want to check if uh, the presentation is visible. It, it is visible on my side. I'm not sure whether members are able to see it. Honorable Chair, is the presentation visible on your side? Yes, we can see it. Thank you. We can see. We can see the report. Yes, we can see the report. But if you can enlarge it uh, so that we see the slides, not the rest of the computer. Just put it on the slideshow, Mr. Schlotter. Okay.
Okay, I take it it's visible now. It's on slideshow. Uh, chair, point of order. Chair. Yes, Honorable Ndadema please proceed. Um, chair, I see Ndadema Masodi is on the platform. Um, I think there was a question um, about this availability. He is on the platform. Yes, I just saw him uh, log in. Uh, and I'm taking it that uh, he will be briefed by the officials of the department as to what we have been able to raise. And perhaps uh, by the time they have finished with the presentation, we will have uh, the DG as per norm uh, putting remarks and then delegating to everyone. Thank you. Let's proceed. Okay, no, thank you very much. DG, yeah. welcome to the platform. Let's proceed. Sit up. Okay, Th thank you very much, Chairperson. Um, the presentation, as indicated by uh, Mr. Ndove, uh, addresses both the first and second uh, AGSA reports on COVID 19 relief to small scale farmers. It must be stressed that the second AGSA report reflects in part a follow-up on the first report. There is therefore to a significant extent an interchangeability of findings between the first and second reports. This has been accommodated in our categorization of the AGSA findings, both first and second reports, and relevant responses thereto. Um, the first finding that we are responding to is about the ants who are employed uh, by state organs. Um, in terms of the recommendation from the AG, the department was supposed to investigate all approved applicants who are employed by organs of state and, and ensure that they qualify for the relief provided. If they do not qualify, the department uh, should cancel or withdraw the vouchers that have already been issued and recover any monies for vouchers that have already been redeemed, taking into account the legal implications. In terms of um, our uh, progress, um, the investigations um, are substantially completed. Um, the recovery process have been initiated and are ongoing. Uh, debtors accounts where applicable have been created. Um, in this case, we, we have approached uh, those, um, uh, uh, you know, employees of the state to make sure that they complete the necessary forms for us to be able to deduct the money that um, they, 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 they owe to the state. And, and that work is ongoing. Um, and what is important to note, uh, honorable chair and committee members, is that uh, in the recent uh, 
regularity audit by the AGSA, uh, no material findings in relation to this matter of uh, applicants who are employed by organs of states of the state was raised um, by the AG. So um, we, 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 we have made uh, significant progress in terms of uh, ensuring that uh, we implement that which the AG has recommended to recover um, the monies from uh, state employees. The second uh, finding that we are responding to is applicants, approved applicants also receiving support from other government programs. The AG recommended that the department should investigate all approved beneficiaries receiving support through other government programs and ensure that they comply with departmental circular number 30 of 2020. And department should implement measures to recover the value of the support provided uh, from applicants who have already redeemed their vouchers and withdraw vouchers that have already been issued, taking into account the legal implications. And our response in terms of progress is that uh, investigations have been substantially completed. The recovery processes have been initiated and are ongoing. Um, like I've indicated in the previous one, uh, debtors accounts um, have been created. People are paying back the money. And um, also significantly is that in the recent regularity audit by the AG on the department, uh, no material finding in relation to these matters uh, were, were, were raised. The third finding that uh, we are responding to is on up, approved applicants also receiving support from other departmental programs. That these are uh, programs of our department, not uh, you know government programs in general. Um, AG recommended that management uh, should ensure compliance with Departmental Circular 30 of 2020, which stated that applicants who are currently receiving support through other government programs, which included programs by the department and its entities are excluded. And the department should implement measures to recover the value of the support provided from beneficiaries who have already redeemed their vouchers and to withdraw vouchers that have already been issued. And our response is that uh, uh, the investigations are substantially completed and um, the process of recovering has been initiated and is ongoing. Data's accounts where applicable have been created. And in terms of the AG's recent audit on the department, no material found findings um, were raised in relation to these matters, which to us um, demonstrates that uh, we have tried our best uh, to comply with that which uh, the AG had uh, raised on, on these matters. The fourth one is that uh, there's no evidence that applications um, were received before closing dates. The recommendation by the AG was that when evaluating applications, the department should consider 
whether the applications or whether the application was submitted before excuse me the stipulated closing date and reject any applications received after the closing date where a late application was approved and voucher issued the department should consider investigating the approval and taking appropriate steps our response and progress was that we we disagreed with the finding um it is however noted that agsa alludes to manual registers in this finding in this regard the risks relating to manual registers in particular have been addressed through the automation of the processes for all future initiatives as evidenced with the implementation of the presidential employment stimulus initiative commonly known as PERSI. Um, and, and, and I think just to add on this one, Chair, um, it, it should also be noted that um, when, when these applications were submitted, we were at level five of lockdown. And you know, officials went out of their way to make sure that uh, they go and assist co uh, community members and even bring the, the applications back to the department to, so that we can reach as many people as possible. So, uh, but we acknowledge that, uh, you know, a manual process um, is, 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 is prone to, you know, other shortcomings. Hence, the department has learned from this uh, COVID-19 uh, relief uh, program or project and has implemented automation in order to deal with similar initiatives um, going forward. The fifth um, uh, finding is the incorrect applicant scoring. AG recommended that um, management should review all applications and ensure that they comply with the set criteria. The department should investigate payments that were made to applicants who do not qualify for the grant and explore the possibility of recovering the money paid, taking into account the legal implications. Um, our response is that all applications received have been reviewed and when necessary, additional verification has been done through an electronic system called Survey123. And um, if the chairperson allows me, I'll, I'll show you an, an example of, of how that system, you know, captures information at the end of my presentation. Um, these discrepancies arose from the use of manual processes. All initiatives going forward have been automated, um, as uh, you know, we've indicated in terms of the PACI. Um, we, we are moving to, towards a end-to-end a, a, a -end process that uh, eliminates you know, human error. Um, so that's, that's what has been done uh, so far. But we have um, verified um, the, you know, the applicants and their farming operations physically on the ground in order to ensure that we align the scoring and the evidence that we are finding on the ground. Um, yeah. The 
sixth one is inconsistent method or process used to calculate assistance to farmers. The AG recommended that the department should communicate clear guidelines to all provinces in a timely manner to ensure calculations are consistently applied for assistance to small scale and communal farmers when similar support programs are implemented in future. The department should investigate the method of calculations and the assumptions each province used to ensure that a fair and consistent approach was used for the support provided to small scale and communal farmers throughout the country. If some farmers were disadvantaged by the process, the department should follow up and rectify this. Um, our response is that all applications received have been reviewed and where necessary additional verification has been done through the electronic system called survey one, two, three. And the discrepancies arose from manual processes and all initiatives going forward have been automated. Um, and and in, 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 in automation, uh, we've made sure that um, you know, the formula um, are loaded on the system so that whoever punches in the information, the system itself will be able to calculate what uh, a level of support a farmer would, would receive. So this in a way tries to eliminate the human error as well as, um, you know, a subjective application of um, calculations. So the, the calculations have been standardized and they've been loaded on the system, um, the automated system. And, and that is why in the PERSI, people just submitted applications and the system started you know, processing those applications because uh, the formula were, were, were loaded on, on, on the system. The seventh, uh, uh, finding is that payments were not verified at national office. Uh, recommendation by AG was that national office financial officials should verify and sign payment batches from provincial offices before payments are released to prevent invalid or fraudulent payments from being made. The department should implement a record management and reconciliation process that would enable adequate tracking and control of the payments in the system. Without an adequate management system and reconciliation process, there is a risk that invalid, fraudulent, or duplicate payments might be made. Our response is that uh, all payments have been verified and are supported by evidence in addition. All payments have been captured. In this regard, the AGSA has not raised any findings relating to these matters as per the recently completed regularity audit on the department. And, and, and maybe just to, to, to also add here, Chairperson, um, is that uh, we, we, we should all remember that uh, you know, when, when we implemented this uh, scheme, we're at level five lockdown. And also the AG was auditing the project whilst it was being implemented. So some of the processes at the time when 
they were auditing were not yet completed. But uh, we are confident that in the recent audit by the AG, they were able to clear you know, uh, most of uh, the findings. That is why there were no material issues raised because we had completed the process and all necessary supporting documents were available at that time. Uh, the eighth finding is that paid transactions are not recorded in accounting system. AG recommended that the agricultural land holding account should record transactions in the accounting system in a timely manner and update the general ledger account, I mean, accordingly. This will allow for timely reconciliation of the paid for transactions with a bank statement. Any reconciling items, whether errors or potential fraud, can then be followed up and attended to. Um, management uh, response is that all payments have been verified and are supported by evidence. In addition, all payments have been captured. In this regard, the AGSA has not raised any findings relating to these matters as per the recently completed regularity audit. And as I've indicated, Chair and Honorable Members, that the, 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 the project was being audited whilst it was still being implemented. And some of the processes at the time of that audit were not yet uh, completed. Um, but but we, 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 we took cue from what the AG had raised and made sure that by the time the, co the project is completed, all um, you know, the necessary uh, uh, recommendations uh, were, were implemented. And, and that is why there were no material findings uh, by the AGSA when they audited the department recently. The ninth uh, finding is that payments made to suppliers with, uh, there were payments made to suppliers without detailed invoices. AG recommended that uh, the agricultural land holding account should review the invoices received to ensure that they provide the details of the commodities redeemed by the farmers and should be and should assess the prices charged for reasonability. For all the invoices where payment has already been made, the department should ask suppliers to provide detailed invoices or receipts that include the relevant commodity descriptions and prices. The response is that all payments have been verified and are supported by evidence. In addition, all payments have been captured in this regard. AG has not raised any findings relating to these matters as per the recently completed regularity audit. It must also be noted that payments processed without commodities relate to one province with an insubstantive uh, number of uh, suppliers. The next uh, finding is that inadequate oversight there was inadequate oversight by department officials. AG recommended that the department should perform adequate site visits to verify the accuracy of information on the application form, such as the type of farming activities, the size of the land, the number of livestock, etc. This will ensure that the commodities were received 
and used for approved farming activities, which will result in the objectives of this initiative being achieved. The response is that the department constituted a team with provincial departments of agriculture and deployed officials to conduct physical verifications as per recommendation by AGSA. All physical ver verifications have been completed. And as I've indicated, Chair, at the end of the presentation, I'll show you um, the kind of information that was captured during these uh, physical verifications on the ground. The next one is that commodities bought were unrelated to farming activities approved. AG recommended that management should perform oversight to ensure that the necessary farm visits are conducted to verify the information indicated on the application form, such as the type of farming activities and the size of the land. And our response is that the department constituted a team with a provincial departments of agriculture and as indicated, we deployed officials to conduct physical verifications as per recommendation and the verifications have been completed. The next one is that uh, suppliers tax compliance status were not confirmed or was not confirmed. Uh, the AG recommended that management should develop a compliance checklist to be completed for every procurement. The department should not be doing business with suppliers that are not in good standing with the South African Revenue Services. The response is that the department verified compliance during the bid evaluation and adjudication process um, and appointed suppliers that were in good standing with the South African Revenue Services. According to the applicable National Treasury instruction, non-compliant suppliers may be given seven working days to correct their taxes before award of the bid. Those who did not comply were disqualified. So what, what is important here, Chair, to note is that at the time of the bid um, evaluation and adjudication, suppliers that were compliant were, were, were appointed. However, it should be noted that uh, in the intervening period, there, there could have been suppliers whose uh, tax affairs would, would have uh, rendered them non-compliant after the awarding of the bid. But um, the, the prescripts do not uh, you know, preclude uh, such suppliers from continuing you know, offering that service um, up until the point of payment where we will be expected to pay them, but uh, because they would have rendered the service and at the time of appointment, their tax affairs were in order. But also as we've indicated, um, there is provision to give them seven working days to, 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 to correct uh, their affairs. The 13th um, finding is the one of limitation of scope. AG recommendation was that management should ensure that there are adequate controls in place to collect, track, and provide the information requested, keep open communication where information is not available, and commit to a reasonable date to provide the information. 
the response is that for, for all initiatives going forward, adequate controls have been implemented through the automation of processes as evidenced by PESI. Here we're talking about an end-to-end -end automated process. And as I've indicated, um, when we implemented the COVID relief, we're, we're at level five lockdown and we were implementing a manual uh, process where you know documents have to move from a, a, a municipal level to district offices and I mean to 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 province and, and and to national. So there was a lot of papers that had to be made available, and sometimes they were made available after the time frame that uh, would have been set by the AG. So, but. Uh, as a department, we've learned from that, and that is why we immediately uh, embarked upon developing an automated process uh, to make sure that in future we do not have these kinds of uh, challenges. Number 14 is that uh, there was inadequate distribution of cloth, face masks, and hygiene soaps. AG recommendation is that management should follow up to ensure that all goods and services paid for are received and provided to the intended beneficiaries. Management should also implement a document management system for each directorate to ensure the information and documents are filed in an easily retrievable manner and can be submitted for audit without significant delays. Um, our response is that uh, for all initiatives, Going forward, adequate controls have been implemented through the automation of processes such as evidenced by in, in, in the PESI uh, uh, pro program. Um, here, we, we're trying to eliminate the issue of human error, but also improving record keeping because uh, documents are, are uploaded on the system and as and when, uh, anyone requires those documents like the AGSA, we will be able to just add a click of a button, provide um, you know, those documents and even to grant them access to the system to view uh, whatever documentation and information um, is, is contained um, in, in, in the system. Number 15 is that there was inadequate supply selection process AG recommended that management should follow up to ensure that all goods and services paid for are received and provided to the intended beneficiaries. Management should also implement a document a management system for each directorate to ensure that information and documents are filed in an easily retrievable manner and can be submitted for audit without significant delays. The response is that management has performed an analysis into this issue. The analysis has confirmed that the, there is a control framework in place, governing compliance with other procurement regulations, even where the, when there are deviations from the competitive bidding process. It should be stressed that the farmer relief fund was meant to assist qualifying farmers during the state of national disaster. The accounting officer of the department approved deviation in terms of emergency and uh, some supply I mean, and, and source suppliers in, in line with uh, instruction note three of 2016 
2017, paragraph 8, and approved deviation uh, of classification uh, circular 21 of 2018. The accounting officer approved deviations on the 5th of May 2020 and signed off on the report to National Treasury for their support on the same day. My apology, Chair. I don't know why there are people clapping in the background. Um, number 16 finding is that um, the approved applicants, there were approved applicants with invalid, invalid identity numbers. The AG recommended vouchers issued to non-South African citizens. Um, the department should investigate possible fraudulent activities while cancelling vouchers and recover for vouchers issued. These discrepancies were subjected to investigation, Chair, and based on the outcome of the investigation, recoveries have been initiated, initiated or vouchers have been cancelled. Um, I recall one case, and because there, there were not many um, uh, non-South Africans who featured in, 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 in the uh, approved uh, applicants. I think there were about three or four. And I recall one case in Western Cape where we had to immediately you know, uh, visit the applicant and we found that uh, he had already purchased some of the uh, uh, farming inputs and we advised him to, to, uh, to, to hold and not you know, uh, apply them until we had sought a legal opinion. And the opinion came and confirmed that uh, we cannot uh, you know, allow uh, such people to benefit. And we subsequently went and collected the, uh, you know, those inputs. Our Western Cape office went and collected them. Um, so, so, so investigations were done and where recoveries have been initiated. In conclusion, Chairperson, the department has followed a two-pronged approach in addressing the AGSA's findings. Firstly, the department performed a retrospective analysis on the discrepancies raised and effected corrective measures. This retrospective analysis has yielded positive results as evidenced by the AGSA's regularity audit outcome, which has not found any material issues around all these issues that were raised during the audit of the COVID-19 relief fund. Secondly, from a forward-looking perspective, the department has adopted automated processes to implement similar initiatives going forward. These automated processes have resulted in a significant improvement in the adequacy of controls and by implication, the integrity of information and data. Basically, Chair, we, we, we learned a lot out of uh, the AGSA's uh, findings and we have since done our best to improve and implement what the AGSA has uh, uh, recommended. And I mean, we, we were going through a very difficult uh, phase of a pandemic 
And in, in that process, you know, a lot of officials lost their lives. But um, those who were there at the cold face tried their best to deliver, to make sure that uh, the ordinary South Africans are assisted. And lessons have been learned from this project. And that is why we are improving by moving to an automated uh, system to avoid you know, the pitfalls that were picked up uh, during this one. So thank you very much, Chairperson. Um, I just want to um, show you an example of this um, physical verification that was con conducted uh, using a system called uh, Survey 123. Um, yeah. Uh, you done this a lot? Not yet, uh, Chair. I, I just wanted okay. to show you. Show us the example sample. Yes, the example okay. of, of the system. This is Please what. Please proceed. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Chair. Um, this is how the system captures the information. As you can see, um, it's a georeferenced uh, system where we go on the ground, it shows the map of, of the aerial photo of the area where the physical verification is conducted. Um, we even have the coordinates which show where exactly this was done in, in, in Free State Mangaung Tabanchu, as an example. And uh, the officials also sign the, I mean, the officials sign to show that they were there and also the applicant um, the applicant also signed uh, um, to show that uh, indeed this verification happened it the system also uploads a copy of their id so that we can verify that indeed these are people um, who are alive and so on and it also allows us to take pictures of the farming operations as you can see here, they, they had planted maize and they also have some livestock which they are keeping. So this work was undertaken by uh, the department at the national level together with uh, the provincial departments of agriculture using extension officers. And we have verified all the applicants that were approved uh, for support so that we can have evidence and, and records you know uh, in in our possession uh, thank you very much Chair. i think i'll i'll end here and i don't know if dg would want to make additions and also ddg Ndobe. thank you very much Chair. Um, from from my side, thank you, um, um, Mr. Schlotter, and thanks, Chair. Uh, from my side, I don't have any addition. Um, it looks like DG has managed to connect. I'm not sure whether he's able to hear us now, whether he has got something to add before handing back to the uh, Chair. Uh, DG, are you, are you there?
it looks like Perhaps, uh, before the DG comes in, is uh, just to share the sentiments um, that were uh, put in our uh, opening remarks, uh, DG, which I expressed uh, our displeasure as a portfolio committee uh, with regards to the failure of the department in honoring the commitments which it has made to the portfolio committee. Uh, We therefore appealed to the department to begin to taking our work very seriously as a committee. Uh, uh, I came to highlight that during our oversight visit in Kwaju, there were certain commitments that were made in ensuring that uh, the department would submit a report uh, directly uh, to uh, the committee through our secretariat, on uh, which included a realistic plan. And uh, we are still uh, haven't received that uh, uh, plan, which the DG said uh, would be sent to us within seven days. But also we uh, gave cocktail deadline to make submissions to the committee in terms of what we had requested during our deliberation. And that also uh, still hasn't been honored. Uh, in terms of uh, the reports, uh, we had given uh, the deadline uh, to be the 18th. I know earlier I said the 15th, but I remember it was the 18th being a Friday at noon. We asked that uh, uh, the committee should be uh, uh, given the reports uh, that we asked for no later than uh, uh, and uh, no later than the 18th of February. Particularly the reports that uh, have to do with uh, our uh, tabling of our oversight report to the National Assembly. This stage is beginning to cause unnecessary delays on the portfolio committee for us to be able to table our report to the National Assembly. And these are the issues that I raised and would like uh, uh, responses to in your uh, uh, brief. Over to you, Ndate Ramasodi, the DG of the Department of Agriculture, Land Reform and Rural Development. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Chair. I hope that you can hear me. My apologies. Um, I have got a challenge. Um, I need between uh, Lachtenberg and um, Mafiking. And um, the uh, coverage here is a little bit on, on three networks that I have. Um, I've tried on the three networks and um, I've tried to move around. And um, at this moment, I'm very close to, to Mahikin town just to get where I can get a better signal. Chair, I've listened uh, carefully to, to the issues that Chair had raised and um, I would like to really respond on, on all of those. The, the first one, um, I would like to apologize, Chair, uh, for, for the report, the initial report that was submitted on the um, responses that we gave to the AG. I think the the report itself, um, when I realized that it was on a 
on a Sunday, I realized that the report had no issues that we had to deal with that would have covered um, the, the, the engagements. Um, specifically around the 14 areas that were covered in the second report that the um, deliberations were. Chair, if you don't mind, um, uh, I'll switch off the camera uh, so that I can be captured uh, clearly. The, 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 the report then was revised, Chair, and um, I saw Chair's letter, and I wanted just to uh, have a replacement once I had um, a, a new report that would have been coming through to the portfolio committee. We, we apologize for that. Um, in terms of the report itself, covering various aspects, I think um, the, the critical area that we thought was very important uh, for us was to clearly outline how we have uh, responded to the um, AG, uh, specifically on the issues that were raised um, on how we could have improved systems. And I think to a great extent, uh, Chairperson and Honorable Members, we have used the uh, areas that we had shortcomings in the first uh, COVID-19 intervention to be the way that we have dealt with um, with the PACI uh, engagement. And I think that the, the tools that we are currently having um, are a, a great improvement in terms of how we implement systems in, in, in the department. The, the, the second issue um, that was of importance um, that the chair had raised was the Guaju issue. And um, I have got to say and make this admission that um, we, we we may be having capacity issues, but I would not even burden the portfolio committee with the with the issues. Uh, those are disciplinary issues that I'm currently dealing with in the department, because the the report that was sent through and to be shared with the portfolio committee was a report that had a a presentation uh, on. And I had indicated that uh, we cannot be presenting to the portfolio committee a presentation. We need a full sussed out report that clearly reflects the issues that we had committed to short, medium and long term, even including how we are going to engage with the uh, uh, provincial uh, uh, counterparts um, in dealing with the issues that are here. I had since uh, received chair a full report that dealt with the labor, um, uh, the, 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 the labor tenants writing, uh, uh, the, 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 the uh, uh, rights inquiry, uh, the land rights inquiry uh, report. I've received that and I have since sent it through um, to uh, the parliamentary officer in the department to um, forward to the committee. And I will be uh, today uh, just after two be sending you the report uh, on Guaju. Unfortunately, Chair, I have got to go through each and every report to ensure that it is um, a report that can be uh, forwarded to the portfolio committee. The issues around the quality of documents is what we assist with, uh, Chairperson, and it's, it's, it's really regrettable, but it's issues that we have got to deal with and issues that we have got to address within the, the, the department because uh, it's highly unacceptable that the portfolio committee and the honorable members would be waiting for the department to give a document and that document at times has got to, to go through reiterative issues um, in terms of hands uh, to, be, to, be, to be finalized. So Chair, in terms of what you, the, the, the land rights inquiry document, um, is currently uh, on its route to you, finalized uh, from my side. 
the report in terms of the plan uh, reflecting the short, medium and long-term interventions that we would have on Gwaju will be with the committee at 2 o'clock today. Uh, highly regrettable that we had to get here. But what we have done in terms of the, the engagements, because that area would have needed to have a, 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 a DDG who's responsible for that. The DDG is taking responsibility from today uh, to run the, the area, and we hope that we will be able to deal with the issue around um, the, the provincial shared services centers uh, in our in our midst, uh, chair. I think um, the, uh, I, I would have covered the issues that chair had raised. Thank you very much, chair uh, and committee members, and apologies once more uh, on this issue that we assist with to to correct, especially the the timely uh, responses and also the quality of the reporting. Thank you. Thank you, Ndate uh, Ramasodi, DG to the Department of uh, Agriculture and Reform and Rural Development. Honorable members, there is the presentation uh, from uh, the department. Uh, we will now open the session to uh, questions of clarity or comments on the presentation. Uh, Honorable Tabe. Thanks, uh, Honorable Chair. I'm just struggling also. I don't know if the video will sustain me. And uh, my network is so unstable here. But Chair, let me go to the presentation. You have alluded to issues of concern. Just to say to the Department Chair, the presentation for me is more of a compliance presentation. It lacks specific feature based on uh, the findings and the recommendations. Why I say it's lacks, for me, it's a bit vague, not a bit vague, it's vague. For an example, Chair, if you look into all those concerns, let's start with the approved applicants, three categories those that works for organs of state, those that um, has received uh, assistance from other departments, and even those that has received assistance from other programs within the departments. It's just one and the same responses. There's no specifics in terms of how many, in terms of uh, where this has happened, who are these uh, applicants, I would expect to get a thing that says to us in Northwest, there were so many in Eastern Cape, there were so many, or these are employees within provincial departments of agriculture, or just that, or this is a number and the value even on other issues where they talk about vouchers, there's no value of recoveries, there's no value of uh, the vouchers that has been canceled. There's no value of uh, any withdrawals for how many have been withdrawn. Hence, I'm saying it lacks specifics in the main. Now, when you look into the issue number four, no evidence that applications were received before closing date. The department is also agreeing with the, disagreeing with the AG. But... Uh, 
they don't say there were no applicants that were received before the closing date. Instead, they go at length to say it might have been due to manual registration because AG is saying this shouldn't have happened. You should have uh, uh, re- or rejected such applicants. We don't get an indication if there are any that has been rejected because they came before the, uh, after the closing date. Incorrect application scoring also. Even if they, they talk about PERSI being the, the thing, they are talking about future to say uh, this happens, the auditing happens whilst implementation was taking place. And I'm sitting here and asking myself, or if Auditor General has audited this because almost everything he said, there were no material, uh, the nothing material findings done by the AG. I'm just wondering, for in the next year when AG audits, what will be the response of AG? And thinking, for, I think at some stage, Chair, we'll have to get AG's version on this one because it's like, it is done, it is done also in the future for the future, but because AG couldn't pick anything, then it's okay. Hence, I'm saying for me, it's a bit vague, it lacks specifics, and uh, these are very key issues that we would need to get into, especially on the public interest on matters of COVID-19 initiatives and financial management today. Chair, when you talk about physical verification, the department also is not saying to us how many physical verifications they have done in the provinces. A team was made with provinces, physical verification done and everything. And this was um, uh, during COVID as everything happened. That can they just categorize all this and give us specifics so that we are able to know for a, how many this happened and where and where are they still lacking? The most interesting one, Chair, for me was this one year applications, approved applicants with invalid identity numbers. How many? The value? Tata Shilote can only remember one in the, in the Western Cape. And they are saying on that sentence, recoveries has been initiated or cancellations done, or are there any cancellations? Are there any recoveries towards value? So even when you go to the distribution, cloth masks and hygiene soaps, how, my, how many of these were not received? How, to what value? It, it is just a vague uh, response that we received here. My last question, uh, my last comment here will be on the this thing that PERSI at least uh, is assisting them, automation has been done. I would want to, for sure out of this presentation, just raise the concern here, PERSI. I know that we will still have report on this one, but we know that the process has been put on hold because of the discrepancies on suppliers or your middlemen, for lack of better word. But besides all this chair, I will be watching the report that will be coming because social media across South Africa, they, people were very disgruntled to say this was a centralized kind of number, automated, good enough. But the minute you press and you want to apply, it said we have reached the maximum limit. 
And I was thinking about the quota probably for your people with disabilities, women and youth, even across provinces, because this was like a centralized number. So how many people have they reached? Or people were able across all provinces to access. But that is a discussion for another day. And I'm saying because it is something that is being uh, put all in motion now, it cannot all be glorified at this point in time and say all is good because as we have seen with the implementation of Presidential Economic Stimulus Initiative. But in all fairness, Chair, I take this uh, with a pinch of salt because of lack of specifics, because of the vagueness. And if we had all the time to ourselves, it would be better even to hear the version of the AG on this. Thanks, Chair. Thank you, Honorable Tape. Honorable Stein, good morning. Morning, Chairperson. Um, Chairperson, yes, I totally agree with, with everything that Honorable Tlape said. Um, I'm not going to repeat all the issues regarding vagueness and everything that she um, said. Chairperson, in Afrikaans, we have a word, I don't know what would be the English word or a Cosa version of the same word, but it says niksachen. There's nothing in there. If we have to go and report to Parliament, and I never mind to Parliament, to the South Africans and tell them the department says everything's fixed. They now have an automated or a, or a system where they put this on. They're going to laugh at us, Chairperson. So, Chair, I would like to make three solid proposals. The first one is that we call the minister to account. I am really disappointed that the minister is not here today when we deal with this report. Chair, I was looking actually and listening the news last week when the minister was in the meeting the whole day um, when we met with the Department of Environment. But when we have our own portfolio meetings, the minister, when she's present, will come in, do her opening remarks and leave. So, Chair, the minister must come and account uh, for this report today and what is going on. Secondly, I would also like to think, Chair, that we try our utmost best to move back to um, in-person meetings uh, if possible, I know about the challenges uh, about Parliament and what is happening. I also know that there are some other portfolios, Chairperson, that is trying and already meeting in person. It is very, very frustrating. And I understand, Honorable um, Ramasori, not Honorable Ramasori, Mr. Ramasori, that you tried to lock in. But last week, Friday was a disaster when we tried to, to deal with uh, the entities, with people on and off, even ourselves, uh, all of us in, in rural areas having challenges, um, uh, to sometimes being locked off or can't see or can't, cannot uh, uh, properly um, listen to presentation. So, Chairperson, and then I agree that we get the side of the Auditor General because if, if you look at the report from the Auditor General and what was reported today, it looks like we're discussing two different issues. So, Chair, my questions to the Department on this second presentation today is if they can give us details today, who of the DDGs 
was responsible for this uh, program. Um, what was the exact, um, what is the correct word, guidelines that were sent to the provinces uh, when these vouchers were submitted? Whether any invest, uh, officials were investigated for this matter, like the Auditor General proposed, and if yes, how many, who were they, and what were the findings? Um, I, I see the, the, the presentation says the vouchers were recovered, or, or some uh, monies were recovered. How was it done? What was the exact details of, of how it was done? And then linked to that. Did we follow up with all the service providers to see that some of the people, because I, in my mind, Chair, I can't see how you can do it. A person received a voucher. I took that voucher to a service provider and I got the, the um, whatever, um, the supplies. And, and there was one mention made of a, of a person in the Western Cape. What about the others? How do you recover something that if I took that, uh, money or, or the the voucher. I got the, the supplies, and then I I used it. How was it recovered? Um, we need that details. We need in exact details of of how it worked. Then was all suppliers paid? Because one of the findings of the auditor general, if I if I or, or something that was written and. If it's not in the in the Auditor General's report, it is what we saw in 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 in, in responses from from farmers, is that there was no way I could make a copy or ten copies and give to each other one of my friends, and we could all go to the supplier. So there was no way of keeping records of that. How was that issue managed? Um, so the voucher system, say, for instance, was 700 million rand, but how much was paid out by the suppliers and how much did the department pay to the suppliers? We need exact details. And then, Chairperson, um, details on how the team of the provincial department did the physical verifications. When was it done? Who did it? And who from national department monitored that? So I'm coming back to my exact first question. Who of the DDGs or the national officials was responsible for the rollout of this program? Thank you, Chi. I'm not a happy chappy. Thank you, Honorable Spain. I'm certain uh, the DG and officials of the department will uh, make you a happy chappy in their responses. Honorable Ntate Matiase. Dumela Ntate Matiase. Goeiemore. Now you've totally lost the chair. <laughs> 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 you were trying a lot. 
Now you may proceed and ask your questions, uh, Honorable Matthias. Next, let me long my force speaker. Because we don't have uh, an interpreter on the system, uh, we would be happy that you stick to English. Thank you. Well, thanks so much, Honorable Chair. Well, I was asking if there's anything that one can add in the discussions other than to agree with the previous speakers who expressed, just as the chairperson has done at the beginning of the meeting, displeasure with what the DG describes as a pure, a poor, poor quality of the report. And the, the, the moment that the DG said he apologizes for the quality of the report, which in his own words described as poor. It is at that point where the meeting should have said, we are sending you backpacking. We are sending you backpacking, go and prepare a report, proper fitting for the portfolio committee. And I think that's what we need to call for than to entertain a non-report. What we are entertaining is a non-report. I agree with members that at some point that the minister must be called to appear. But what is the point of entertaining a non-report? What is the point of entertaining what the DG himself describes as the quality of which is poor? Honorable Chair, the day that we send the the officials pack him back to go and do their work and not entertain the nonsensical report that they pretend to present as if they are doing something. That's the day that officials will take this committee seriously. There's no report that we should be sitting here and entertaining, Honorable Chair, with, with utmost uh, due respect to yourself and all our members. Can please restore back the authority of the committee. Let's ensure that officials take the committee seriously because we're not here for self-serving interests, but we're here to ensure that the committee does that the committee does its work, officials are held accountable, and our people get the best of services from the department. So my proposal is does not accept this report, does not debate it further. Let's insist on them that they must go back, prepare the report as per the commitments they made in the past. And the report should be in line with the guidelines and requirements consistent with that. And it's only then that they must be called back to report. Perhaps you must also give them a framework of about a week to go back, prepare a proper report. Otherwise, uh, I move that this report should be rejected until such time that a proper report has been prepared by officials. Thanks, Honorable Chair. 
ታንኪ አክባር ማቲያስ ኦነራብል ትሬተ ታንኪ ዩ ቸፐርሰን good morning to honorable members members of the portfolio committee and officials of the department um chairperson i'm seated here thinking about how do we begin to engage in a manner and in an expected uh, way of of making the department to be accountable when we seek questions of clarities chair as the committee we are hoping to get answers so that we account to the south african citizens of each and every cent that is spent kwemali abagafi now chair as is because as tetile there is absolutely nothing that we can hang on to kule kule presentation and say this is what we can make the department account on by this chair i'm agreeing with the latter speakers that we need a detailed report so that narcissisms is weak we are not a committee of ticking boxes we are not here to just say we set in a meeting and presentation was done next we are talking about the money of south africans we are talking about services that are due to our people when i'm saying our people i say our people we need to do what is right chair when i'm saying we as the committee including the department and its officials i support chair the 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 comment by the latter speaker that seeks to say can we allow the department to go back and craft a, a, a detailed report that is more equal standard say parliament so that we can make people to be accountable and have clear clear understanding and information on what happened to this for instance chair ule presentation there is um indo 80 there are about more than 100 beneficiaries as a receiver in epc but with invalid uh, id numbers it doesn't matter how much that is of 3500 but it's a lot it's a runs and sense how now i'm asking myself what 
how far is the department in 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 in, in, in investigating those people that how was that possible if there was this uh, system in place how is it possible that there will be allocation of pesi vouchers to farmers that have invalid id numbers how do we know if they even exist those farmers we can't accept a report chair with 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 without proper uh, 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 or detailed information what if there were if there are elements of, of of corruption there what then needs to be done can we i don't have much chair there are lots of of of, of holes that we can punch in this report but i would plead and also conquer with the latter speakers that let's give the department a chance with a clear time frame to come back and report on this matter back to the committee chair with more details thank you ntembo indambo sikuwe kosika kulu mamtwet can we move on honorable members the honorable mamun babama Um, chairperson, um, I will not take a lot of your time because I think what's, what needs to be said has been said by my um, previous colleagues who spoke on the platform. Um, I just want to say one or two things. And the first one is that E-Department must not come here and tell us that they have learned a lot from uh, the AGs you know, issues and from resolving or trying to resolve the ages issues. It's not the first time that they're doing disaster uh, uh, management. They've been doing this for years. So seriously, by now, they should be able to disperse vouchers like these seamlessly. And, you know, I said in the last time I spoke on this platform, I said to Dade Ramasodi, you are going to have to crack the whip. And I'm still saying it. Otherwise, honestly, you will end up in hospital because you cannot check each and everything. You've got to depend. A leader is only as strong as the people around him. And if you don't make sure that the people around you are accountable, are responsible, then you are going to have a problem in running this department. So again, I'm saying to you, you will have to crack the whip. And another tip for the uh, department, please submit a report that shows that you understand that you'll be presenting to reasonably intelligent people. I'll say reasonably intelligent people because the report that you've given us with its copy and paste answers and repetitive answers really does not say much. So please department, uh, and I agree Chair, let the department go back Let's give them a time frame and um, let them come back and present to us physically, stick on a song in the room. And maybe when they look us in the eye, you know, they will have a guilty conscience. Thank you, Chair. Uh, honorable uh, Priyat. 
Dankie, voorzitter. Chairperson, you know, I have to concur with my colleagues that spoke prior to me. Um, I think we have, this has not been the first time we've spoken about this. I think we are all frustrated. We are annoyed. And um, I know some of the issues are institutional and um, the DG, you know, um, when he took over, he he had a floor department. And I agree. And I remember Honorable Mbavama saying that, you know, uh, DJ Ramasodi needs to crack the whip. But chairperson, I, I'm really disappointed. Uh, the um, presenter said, we have learned a lot and we are, have done our best. Chairperson, with all due respect, I don't think they've learned a lot. And I do not think that they have done their best. Because if this is their best, then, then we are doomed. Then I can understand why we have a flawed voucher system, why we keep on asking and keep on asking and keep on asking, and the department keeps on falling short. Chairperson, and I even tried in my dictionary to find a, um, a proper English word for the word nuxachend, but the only thing I can come up, up with is fluff. That is what this department is giving us, Chairperson. We have how many times have this department, not just in terms of, as you yourself mentioned, Chair, the reports that have been outstanding, but how many times have we requested and asked this department to give us full details regarding this COVID-19 relief fund, regarding the specifics, regarding the people, the full details, the database of supported farmers, Chairperson. According to the first special audit report, of this fund, the AGSA um, identified 861 applicants who did not meet the minimum criteria but were approved. And for 847 of these, there was no evidence of farming activities. The department very fluffily answers, we've investigated and it is handled. But we don't know what they investigated. We don't know what the outcome was, what they found, and how they have resolved it, Chairperson. We as a committee, and I have to agree with, with um, the prior speakers, Honorable Treti and Matthias and Babama, we cannot accept that. We cannot just sit here and go, mm, buy a donkey. Um, we need to send them back. And if that requires an in-person meeting, then we need to do that. But Chairperson, I'm sorry to be, um, what, what's the proper word? To say that we will be disappointed again because I don't think an in-person meeting is going to serve the problem. I don't think it's going to address it. I think we need to take steps. I think we need to um, interact and us as a committee need to decide and we need to call the minister, Chairperson. At the end of the day, she's the, the um, minister in charge of this department and she needs to take responsibility. Chairperson, um, but not just that, 521 applicants um, who met the minimum criteria were rejected. Can we have a report? The AG said that there were anomalies and there needs to be consequence management. We have not heard, with all due respect, Chairperson, the consequence management or the investigations that have been reported. They need to indicate to us 
about these and, and getting to these 847 applicants um, who did not prove applications, chairperson, and with all due respect, I come from Mongol and I've, uh, you know, I've been to Dubanshu. If you look at the geotagging, that first picture where it identifies where the farm is, can, farm is located or the activity is located, and you look at the three pictures at the bottom, chairperson, with all due respect, you can't tell me, yes, that... Um, uh, 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 what do you call it, uh, the coordinates might be the same, but that's very easy to copy and paste it. And I'm not insinuating anything, Chairperson, but me, who comes from the Free State, who comes from Mongol, who knows Tabanshu, can see with my own eyes that where that geotag is and the pictures that prove the activity aren't the same place, Chairperson, really. Um, that is That is very easy. Um, this overdusel, right, Chairperson, and I do not accept that. I do not accept that example. I think it was Honourable Chair um, that mentioned in terms of, of the system, um, Chairperson, and I have to say that that, that is a, a, a matter of grave concern. Um, is the system, the way it's implemented. Chairperson, we speak about the standardizing of provinces, but I never get a clear indication of the monitoring and the evaluation that the National Department is doing on the provinces, because I can promise you, we're going to call this department back, we're going to ask this, and then we're just going to hear that concurrency is the problem, that concurrency is the problem and the provincial departments don't want to listen and that they they are being lied to. Um, Chairperson, that is that is that is not acceptable. Um, investigations. We we continually speak of investigations and there were consequences, but we never get clear. Um, uh, uh, finding number 15, they say, um, has a control framework. The department has a control framework. But has this control framework been implemented in terms of the applying? We don't know that, Chair. The department doesn't tell us that. Are we supposed to act me, write that? Smell that, Chairperson, really. Um, finding number 16, recoveries initiated. What were the recoveries initiated? I think Honorable Stain said, um, we have given out vouchers. Now you're saying recoveries have been initiated. How did you did you go ask for the grain back? You know. The books are magis. What did we do? Um, really, Chairperson. Then, in terms of the, the procurement of the PPE and the fact that there was a deviation process in terms of that, um, once again, the department says that they there was a deviation and that the AGSA said that they need to report to National Re Treasury um, and that they require that. Was um, was the procurement deviation, has it been reported to National Treasury? Has it been referred to investigation? What has been the outcome of that investigation? Chairperson, I would like to know that. And then I think it was Honourable Stain that sp spoke to the voucher systems. We all know that these vouchers were seasonal of nature. We all know farming is seasonal by nature. Um, can we get a breakdown and do we know um, whether the, the um, vouchers that have not been redeemed are able to redeem, are, are the, the, the um, recipients, have they been able to redeem it? Because, Chairperson, you will remember that first interaction session. I specifically made mention of an example in Limpopo where um, the voucher holders were turned away and that they were informed that um, 
that the cooperative does not know about these vouchers, that they do not have the necessary stocks, and that they will not be handing out um, the, the, the things for the um, that the vouchers requested them to chairperson. I want to know what happened in instances like that. Um, how will the department ensure that the farmers use these vouchers and that they can use these vouchers for the following system, chairperson? Um, and chairperson, maybe let me just leave it at that. Um, but I think we really need an in-person um, session. I think we need to get full um, full details on this. Um, and I want to see, as other um, members have spoken, I want to see the proof that we have looked at these things. Because I can, I can tell you now, that example that was used, Chairperson, is not correct. Um, Chairperson, but may, let me leave it at that. Otherwise, I might just get a heart attack because I'm so upset with this department. Thank you. Thank you, Akbar Brett. Uh, Honorable Member Shadzi. Thank you very much, Chair. Um, good morning, colleagues and um, Department DG and his collective from the department. Salo, uh, let me also join the chorus that says the presentation is not a good presentation. It doesn't speak to issues that we're expecting from the department, precisely because it doesn't, the responses of the department does not necessarily respond to issues that AG is speaking to. I agree with colleagues that says, let's take that the, the presentation back, but it will be prudent that we don't just send them back, but we tell the, the department on which specific issues we would want them to improve, because we might end up with the same presentation if we don't do that. Um, firstly, Slalo, on the first audit uh, outcome, as per the AG report, it speaks about the approved application applicants uh, employed by the state, like what Honorable Clapper has indicated in, in her input. There's no indication on, as per the response by the department, who are these people? Yes, we see the investigation is taking place, but it does not give us clear indication. The investigation is completed, but there are not clear status report about what happened to the 11 applicants who were, who were approved for farmer relief whilst employed by government. What was the total value of vouchers and how much has been recovered to date? Any legal actions taken against the individuals? or any dis disciplinary action taken against the officials. These are some of the information that we require. On the second one, Chair, that speaks about approved applicants also uh, receiving support from other government programs. Equally, the response like what Honorable Mbabama is indicating is like cut and paste. The response is the same, but it does not go to the jigs of the issues because we need to know if indeed the investigation is completed. Why there's no status report about what happened as well? 
equally the total value of the vouchers, any legal actions and disciplinary processes taking place. On the third one, Slalom, where we're speaking about um, approved applicants and so on. I would, I would definitely, if this is going to take too long, I would definitely submit my inputs in writing to, to, to your table chair. But what becomes critical to me as well is around issues relating to um, number 13, where we speak about limitation of scope. I always say in, in audit terms, limitation of scope says there was no information. There was a request submitted to A by AG to the department a request for information, and then the department could not respond. And that clearly tells you that uh, there is something wrong. You know, any CFO of the department would get a headache when audit outcomes comes with a weird limitation of scope because it shows level of inappropriate, I don't know what will be the best word to use, but it shows level the lowest level of accountability by officials or by government. Because in this instance, it means that when somebody gets a voucher, and that means department has no clue who the person is, where the voucher is, whether the voucher was given, because there is no trace of information in the department. Now the department says PACI is the best system that can be, has it been tested? Can we really quantify that PACI is actually working? And that in the next audit outcome, we will be able to uh, rely on it scientifically. If the department can confirm that, I, I, I will be very happy. The last part, Chair, is around the two reports. Remember when we when AG audited, the first audit was around process. The second audit outcome, uh, report was about the financial element. Now, in this report, there's nothing that speaks about money, the value of the money, how much was, a, you know, there's nothing on any financial implications. And it's a worrisome, it's, it's, it's a worrying factor. That is why it is important that they also put in, in all the responses, the value of money utilized, the value where there were discrepancies, issues of fraud, how much still need to be recovered, and where the amount, with the billions that has been given for this particular program. How much was spent adequately? How much is still under question? And how much is it can be accounted for? If we can get that particular uh, um, uh, um, information, I'll be quite happy. The last part is on the general, you know, how the, the presentation is done. In all honesty, Chair, it, it's quite disappointing. The level of response, the generalization of responses, you know, it's like people want to be careful of, you know, not to sound ambiguous and so on, so that in future when you ask questions, you know, they are covered because there's generalization in J. 
I just want to appeal to colleagues in the department that uh, we are, we, you know, we, we ought to professionalize government. And we want to believe that the people who have been appointed are equal to the task. But this type of presentation, they make us wonder. And we therefore request the department to do due diligence to the types of information that is sent to parliament. Because not only yourselves are presenting here, South Africans are listening. They would want to know that those whose applications were not processed, they are watching as we speak to check what is it that the department is going to say. And with this type of responses, it's quite disappointing, Chair. I'll rest my case there, Scott. Thank you very much. Case rested. Uh, Honorable Dabezita Kosenkur, the Honorable Bauksabekur. Thank you, Chairperson. Greetings <coughs> to you and all members of the for a committee. <laughs> Chairperson, I think a lot has been said by the colleagues uh, regarding the report, uh, or the responses by the, by the department on, on, on HE's uh, uh, <clears throat> findings. Uh, you know, Chairperson, what I sort of uh, identified here was, firstly, is the fact that, uh, you know, this manually uh, uh, recording uh, process that was followed, I wonder why they had to, 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 to go into that, knowing that uh, the officials these days have uh, electronic uh, systems of, of, of doing uh, uh, government business or departmental business. It shows there were some intentions by some in order to sort of uh, divert the, the whole intention of government to assist our uh, small scale farmers as well as the communal farmers. There was um, a, an instance, uh, Chairperson, where you know people were complaining, the beneficiaries were complaining that uh, since the suppliers were identified, some were had to, I mean, the beneficiaries had to move or drive past the the, the, the local uh, uh, co-ops to a very far uh, 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 supplier where they could be there as well not allowed to take as much as the vouchers, uh, 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 the, the amounts on the vouchers uh, allowed. These uh, 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 suppliers, I could call them, uh, <clears throat> were part of soliciting some funds from, from these uh, beneficiaries, which ended up uh, not assisting actually the good intention of the department to uh, uh, have assisted the, the, the people who are badly affected during the COVID-19. You know, members have raised a lot, a lot, Chairperson. Those who have spoken before me have raised a lot concerning the, the, the whole report. I, I ended up uh, telling, saying to myself, obviously, there were ghost farmers who were, who, were, who, were <clears throat> who had to prop up in order to go and benefit. I can't imagine a, a, a person coming with a, a false uh, ID number and the officials could not identify that 
this person is is bringing in a, 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 a wrong or an unacceptable ID number. How far then would they have identified if that particular person could come in with a, a, a wrong enough a, a, a false ID number and go to another a, a supplier with the correct ID number to 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 benefit? So that means this this person might have benefited twice. With regards to what uh, the old stain was saying, the issue of photocopying those vouchers, which might have uh, allowed some to, to, to go and benefit in, in, in several uh, sort of uh, uh, co-ops and these suppliers. Chairperson, really, it's very worrying to hear that uh, the officials are only identifying one area in the Western Cape to say there was only one culprit there. I was just wishing if, if, if it could be possible that they, when they come back with the full report, they could uh, as well identify how many per province who have benefited wrongly, who were part of uh, 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 sort of uh, uh, soliciting uh, unnecessary funds unnecessarily uh, uh, when they actually did, did not uh, qualify to benefit as, 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 uh, as, the, as the rightful persons. Uh, uh, <clears throat> to be assisted by the department. Let me end there, Chairperson, since the, all, all members have said a lot. Thank you. The Honorable Marshal. Honorable Chairperson, um, let me say good morning to you and to all my colleagues on the platform. Chairperson, let me take this opportunity and welcome the, effort, the efforts of our officials who tried very hard to produce a wrong report to the Portfolio Committee of Parliament. We also, uh, who are also not prepared to maintain the high standards of professionalism, ethics to, the, to, to be displayed to us as the Committee of Parliament, which need to be respected on a high note. To me, Chair, I feel that this is an insult to the committee and it's an insult to the people of South Africa. <clears throat> Having said, Chair, that Chair, I do agree with the, the input that is given by my colleagues that the department be sent back and prepare themselves accordingly. The report that must be presented to the honorable members of parliament. The department should deal with matters of audit by indeed giving us the full information about those who have do wrong things in the department and what have they done about them to date. The other thing that Chair One will also ask the department to look into, we are asking them to make sure that they, they, they give us their monitoring and evaluation tools. In other words, we need to have a quality management systems of the department, which goes with uh, policy and procedures on how they operate when they do their work, because there is nothing that can help us 
to definitely sure get information that is the right information, who did what, if you don't have a monitoring tool. I used to ask Chairperson if you still remember, when I asked the department if they have what they call ISO, then I said to them, I'm calling it ISO in business language. But in the department, they were talking, they were, they were talking about the uh, what was standard. Uh, Dr. Masori one day said to me, they call it, I don't know, they call it some, something else. Does that thing work? That that thing work? That talk, it looks like an ISO. In bookkeeping language, they're talking about ISO because the ISO itself in booking language, it means that there is no person that can do a wrong things without identifying that person because the letter will go from one person to another and that letter will be signed who did what and when and what time. There is no department chairperson that can operate without quality management system then you think you can do right. I think we need to agree that this department must give us their quality management system. Even us as the committee, if we have the quality management system, policy and their procedures, we'll be able to know where to touch. I therefore submit that uh, my input is the input that support what the chairperson of the committee has said when he opens the meeting. And also Honorable Klape uh, was also given input and Honorable Matlatsi and Honorable Chater. They said a mouthful, including Honorable Stain and them. All of us, we are saying they must go back and prepare themselves accordingly. If we don't take them back, we entertain them, they will say, ah, Kibo Patricia, they're coming today, tomorrow they are going. Every day it will be a mistake on top of mistake. And now I think this is the sixth, the sixth parliament. We need to work differently. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Honorable Marshall. Uh, Honorable Ntate uh, Masipa. Thank you, Chair. You know, it's always, uh, you are always disadvantaged, you know, to speak last, uh, because uh, all my honorable colleagues have said most of the things, so they have taken the limelight. But Chair, thank you very much. And to the department, uh, I would like to say thank you, but, uh, you know, I agree with um, Honorable Matias saying that there is no report. Chair, we don't have a report. We have got a national data integrity disaster with this department. The AG has reported, quantified, explained everything in terms of their findings. The department failed on a very simple matter, just to give us data that support their argument as to why are they arguing against the, uh, the, uh, the AG's report. You know, one thing that really shocked me and, and really worried me, uh, Chair, is that we are putting out all this money, you know, in billions out there trying to solve the problem. And money is not going to solve the problem unless we understand the numbers that we are dealing with. We understand the throughput, uh, the impact that we are having. We don't know how many you know, of these farmers that were supported are on the livestock. How many hectares are they farming on? We don't really know which other commodities you know, were funded through these programs. 
You know, unless we solve this data integrity chair, I think we have got really a long way to go. So the, the presentation done is not a report, it's a presentation, according to me. It's not objective, it's very subjective. So it doesn't really address the issue of the uh, AG. The issues AG raised was very simple. There's 113 employee, you know, people employed by the state that have received the support from this program. What are you doing about it? How did this you know, slip through? Oh, we've got a verification system that we've got, but you know, it's, uh, the, the response is not talking to this issue that the AGS has indicated. Secondly, you know, of really very significant concern is that 1,832 of those that received are receiving support from other government departments. They are receiving the cast, they're receiving the they receiving the support from the food security and the land reform and restitution and so forth. Worst part is that the AG even go further to say that there is an inadequate oversight from the department. And I think, Chair, I'm going back to the issue that we have raised back then, that the uh, department, which is the Rural Development and Land Reform, you know, the old one, cannot continue doing their work parallel to the local Department of Agriculture. And this is creating problems. And I'm saying this because some of the extension officers that are spoken to with regards to these issues when they come up, is that they didn't even know that, you know, the, who is this uh, middleman that are, you know, giving the, uh, providing the supplies to the farmers. Further, they don't even know who are those farmers that are really receiving the vouchers in their own local area where this voucher system has been uh, really uh, uh, supplied. So, Chair, I think that's really the concern for me. And I would really uh, support my colleagues to say that uh, we should not really accept this as a report. It's a presentation, maybe you know, a warm-up presentation, and they're probably still working on a proper presentation. Once they have really addressed the issues that the AG uh, has indicated, you know, they can come to us and really with quantifiable stuff, with really stuff that have got substance, you know, engage us properly. Chair, I think the questions, you know, my colleagues covered me with the questions. Uh, the, the, the one item that I really want to also bring to the attention of this uh, department is the Public Audit Amendment Act of 2018. The Amendment Act is very clear with the changes that it has got in place, is that uh, the AG's work is now going to cover material irregularities, which includes fraud. I know that they indicated that there's no irregularities in this report, which include frauds, theft, breach of fiduciary duty, and non-compliance, or contravention of the law that could result in material loss misuse or loss material public uh, loss of material public resources and we are seeing some of those element imaging in this uh, report and it further says that once this material irregularities has been identified under the public um, audit uh, act um, of the auditor general the auditor general may now refer this um, a suspected material irregularities to either the public protector or the siu and two, if the accounting officer or the accounting authority fails to implement the remedial action, including a directive to quantify or recover a financial loss, the AG 
must issue a certificate of debt in the name of the relevant accounting officer or accounting authority. So, Chair, I think uh, the going forward, uh, maybe we're, what we need to do, we need to really invite the Auditor General to come and really engage us with regards to their finding. But I just want to warn the department and obviously the minister in her absence that this action can be taken. Obviously, the Auditor General can really has got the power to take this action against the department or the accounting officer or even the DG because we cannot carry on with the tick box exercise because what has been happening is that, you know, the department come here, tick the, ex, you know, tick the boxes and go away. And with the hope that, you know, yeah, five years come to an end, maybe, you know, and then we're not going to come back. There will be other guys, you know, but we need to just make sure that the Auditor General really reports start to bite and bite quite heavy. Thanks, Chair. Thank you, Honorable Masipa. I have saved the best for last, and that is an elder, Honorable Masipa. You are not the last, but uh, let us now have Honorable Kaba. Velas Tembomko. Honorable Kaba. Honorable Kappa, are you still with us on the platform? I think I was the last. <laughs> Honorable Kappa, Slalo. Honorable Kappa, I guess uh, the elder has decided uh, he will uh, give a uh, uh, the last part. Honorable members, uh, I enabled everyone to have their say on this so that uh, the officials of the department, including uh, the DG, as leading the delegation. Am I audible? Oh, Ntate Muntuedi. Yes, they are audible, Ntate. Can I be Please that proceed. Thank you very much, uh, Chairperson. Chair, uh, I fully concur with uh, what fellow honorable members have said about the presentation uh, and want to uh, also suggest, as honorable Masati has said, that if we do not actually guide the process, we might end up getting the same presentation again, Chair. Now, Chair, I'm saying this because the minister announced the suspension of the PESI vouchers. And I can tell you from Wyom City that the PESI voucher suspension was actually affected by how badly that the, the that COVID voucher system was actually ran, uh, where suppliers were actually reluctant to be part of the the program, and uh, 
and, and end up with suppliers that charges our people more than 40 percent, uh, taking all the money that is actually allocated to our people. Now, it's a pity chair, that the system of accountability in government first starts with the government department and beneficiaries only come at a later stage. In the next year or so, we'll be hearing some beneficiaries complaining that they have since been approved of vouchers up until now. They've not received any inputs. I'm saying this, Chair, because because there are some vouchers, there are some farmers who up until now have not received, uh, they are, have not successfully managed to redeem their vouchers. Now, I want to check on the side of the department when they come. Can they actually give us an indication as to if all farmers redeemed their vouchers? I'm talking to you, Chair, knowing that there are some suppliers who received to be, who refused to be part of the PSI because of outstanding payment that the department has still not yet done to them with regard to the previous uh, COVID relief uh, voucher that the department is actually before us about today. So it's a very serious concern, Chair. Can we get that indication from the uh, how much was actually spent, where people paid? Because if suppliers are not paid, su suppliers would not give uh, inputs to farmers because they're saying, there's invoices that are still outstanding that have actually not been paid. Now, the last thing, Chair, is that when this program was introduced, the minister said that this uh, application would actually assist on updating the farmer register. I'm not sure if, to what extent has the process assisted in updating the farmer register, of which I doubt because I heard Mbate Masipa speaking about that the uh, number of hectares planted what is it that the money was spent on a category at least of how did actually our farmers spend the 50 or whatever money that was allocated to them through the voucher system? Thank you. Thank you. Honorable Kappa, last take. Are you there? Honorable Kappa. Thank you, Chair. I'm sorry, Chair. My, my device was disappointing me here. I'm sorry about that. No worries. Thank you may proceed. Thank you. Thank you very much, Chair. The advantage of being the last is that you don't have to say everything because other things have been said. Uh, with the first one, where uh, Honorable Kappa had mentioned Number four, 
where the department say they dispute this. What is it actual that they are disputing what, what it is said by the AG? And that dispute, has it been acceptable to AG South Africa? There's now on 15, that part of deviation where uh, a lot is being said, but I would have expected that on this deviation, the moment one piece of deviation, it would have been said that on the basis of, or in terms of this section, this law, this paragraph, this deviation is being implemented. So it does not come after when it, it becomes explanation later. That concerns me because the deviation should have been justified from the very ones that in the beginning. On response number 16, now, how would this happen? That these processes would continue and be implemented with invalid identity documents. Because I'm also suspecting that maybe this term ID is taken very lightly as not to be identity documents, something which is very serious in any country, in any activity. That's why you'll find in many cases that you, you are said you are required to attach a certified copy of your ID. Now, I'm really interested, how would this have happened with an invalid document? Is there any way of, is there no way of verification of the document in our system? Now, there's a loud explanation here that there is no more uh, material findings after this. Is this a guarantee that work has been done? I don't understand this explanation that, therefore, after that, there is no material finding because these are the things which always happen. And especially that you, call, you also have something that is referred to as limitation of scope, which I understand that any accounting person would know that it is a key in the character of the, of, of the audit report. Because whenever there is this, it is always the major element that contributes to the negative uh, finding in the audit report. How would these officials not understand that limitation of scope would have effect or negative effect in this process? And now, like lastly, I would like uh, the department to comment, if they can, on these opinions that I have. That one, to me, they should have known that they are paid only for what they have done, not for what they have not done. For as a result, I think when there's reporting, even that column where it is proudly said that reasons for deviation or reasons for non-compliance, reasons for not succeeding in this and that, that column normally it's a necessary but undesirable. Undesirable because everybody is supposed to be working for compliance and achieving the best and 400%. Next, the last one. I would like also to have the opinion on the opinion that 
you trust no person in finances. Because that principle is the one I think they are, that's why they are documents, they are papers, they are receipts, they are figures, there's everything. It's because you have trust these mechanisms, not persons. If not unless someone says, no, we are able to trust persons or individuals, but I would like to have an opinion on this. I thank you, Sheikh. And thank you for your patience when I was in disarray. Thank you, Honorable Kappa. Honorable members, uh, is there any other honorable member I've left out who may have wished to pose a question or comment? If none, honorable members, uh, honorable members have said a load full and uh, all uh, attesting to the dissatisfaction that we as a committee have in the poor presentations that we continuously receive from the Department of Agriculture, Land Reform and Rural Development. Uh, I would uh, uh, like uh, to uh, put it to the DG and the Ramasodi and the officials of the department that I do hope that uh, these issues highlighted by the honorable members have been noted. We will therefore ask the honor the uh, secretariat to have captured at best the inputs that have been made by the honorable members so as to uh, get a proper presentation that addresses the uh, issues that have been raised by the Portfolio Committee on Agricultural and Reform and Rural Development. It is in the best interest uh, of uh, uh, the country uh, that uh, we ensure honorable members that we are able to hold the department accountable for the work that it does. And we are able to gain clarity in the issues that it brings before the committee. So we are happy that uh, you've been able to raise your concerns in uh, uh, the dissatisfaction that we have towards the engagement that we repeatedly uh, have with the department. DG and the officials, we will uh, request that the uh, secretariat must reschedule uh, this session for another time on our uh, uh, calendar so that uh, we are able to visit uh, this uh, 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 engagements again and have a proper uh, uh, presentations on the issues that have been raised by the Auditor General. Uh, that is all uh, that uh, we've had, honorable members, uh, for today. Uh, we will therefore rely uh, from the Secretariat to uh, be able to find an appropriate time uh, within uh, the next two weeks, if uh, the officials and the DG 
of the Department of Agriculture, Land Reform and Rural Development can ensure that they prepare a comprehensive report on the issues raised and come back before the committee on the 22nd of March. Uh, we will speak to the uh, uh, Secretariat to ensure that we are able to uh, shift uh, uh, the program to make a room so that we are able to have this uh, uh, done as best as uh, we can. Uh, if the Secretariat Mamukakaza and Manyamza can take note that within the next two weeks, we would like to revisit uh, uh, this uh, and uh, be able to have a proper engagement with the department. And uh, that would therefore, honorable members, bring us to the end of our session as uh, uh, there will not be any responses uh, in terms of uh, the concerns raised by the honorable members. We will then reconvene in two weeks on this matter. With that said, please have a wonderful day ahead. Uh, the plenary will uh, resume or continue at two o'clock in the National Assembly. So do please uh, log in early for those that will be joining uh, uh, through hybrid. And for those that will be attending in person, uh, all the best uh, with the day's proceedings. Have a great week ahead. Uh, the meeting stands adjourned. Thank you. Thank you, Long live, Chairperson. Good morning, Uh, Mr. Matthias, how are you? Tate Matthias. <laughs>